This is a new episode. This is a new episode. I'm just wearing the same lipstick because it's the same day. One take one, marker. Hello, everybody, and welcome back Hello. to another episode of The Sip. I'm Ryland Adams, of course, joined by... Elizabeth Gordon. And... Chris Breitinger. Hello, hello. Is your legal name not Christopher? Uh, no, it is Christopher. That's you just, the full thing. You just identify as Chris. I still don't know how to introduce myself. Just it's Chris. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, just Chris. So we had just finished filming the last episode, and we both had to pee violently. So bad. Like, there was a situation going on in McDonald's. And we wanted nothing to do with it. So we had to leave, and we're desperately trying to find another bathroom, and Lizzie's finally like, my vet, my vet, my vet. My manifesting vet was across the street. And, but you've been manifesting trying to get to that vet all day long. You finally get into the vet. How was I manifesting trying to get to the vet? You kept saying, should we just go into the vet? Before <laughs> you had to pee. Because we were across the street. And what did you need to do at the vet? Well, it turns out a lot. She started doing business. <laughs> like, after she pees, then she turns out... I go to the best fucking vet in all of California. <laughs> turns out... You she... said the vibe was immaculate. Uh, and the employees were incredible. Passes the vibe check every fucking time. That place is like a potluck. The dogs that were hanging out... Awesome. So cute. But Lizzie spends three hours checking in on and scheduling <laughs> every appointment for her dogs for the next year. I will say this... I'm annoyed by the amount of medical scheduling I have done around the two of you today. Oh, right. I've literally scheduled a pap smear, a full body mole check, and my dog's heartworm check. And we're just sitting here listening to her work. And you know what? I'm sorry. I will apologize for that. I'm comfortable admitting when I'm wrong and rude, and that was rude, though also wrong. Probably also wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're going to have a great episode because we're heading to the one, the only, Jack in the Box. Oh, fuck. I knew it was going to be Jack in the Box. I've been waiting to know where we're going. We're almost there. Yeah, we're here. Hi. You like Jack in the Box? I like Jack in the Box. I thought you were going to be like moody and grumpy and complaining. <laughs> because you never do that. So I, I don't know. That's I'm so literally the most positive redhead you've ever met. I... Is that shaming other redheads? Is no. that like when women hate on women? It's not a competition, it like but a if dig. you compared all of us, I would probably be the most positive. Did that feel like a dig, Chris? <laughs> it's like... I don't think I'm you can speak for Ginger's Not Chris, a member so. of the redhead community. <laughs> okay, we're continuing on a little bit on our fall... Uh, what would you call that? Oh, you're gonna make me eat pumpkin shit? Uh, just one. Pumpkin croissant bites. Those are probably good. We'll be able to compare them to the pumpkin pie we just had at yeah. McDonald's in the last episode because it's so fresh in our memory. Yeah. Can I just say the first time we went out and we hit five fucking locations to get pumpkin flavored shit, you were like, we're not going to do this again. <laughs> do you remember him saying that? I, I do remember that. What, um, they... I'm excited for it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think they have a Halloween-esque version of their mini tacos. Fuck! They're called the Angry Monster Tacos. We're going to be getting it. So fun. And then they have a basic witch shake, which <gasps> is like Oreo pump. I don't know if it has pumpkin in it, but it's a witch. We're going to get it all. Yeah, we're getting it all. Whoa, this parking Look, lot? Empty. You could throw a party in this parking lot. You know lot. what, Rylan? So you could park wherever you wanted for lighting here. I love how we're pretending like you weren't just naked a moment ago. and like. Oh, we'll talk about <laughs> HR in a second, Chris. <laughs> wow, it's all, it's all right here. Look wow. at those. <gasps> wow. So it's a basic witch Oreo shake. And then you got the two for three monster tacos. Yeah, we're gonna be, they're an angry. Oh my God. Oh, is this not the, like where we order? No. They just let you see what's going on yeah. before it's going on. I love that Jack in the Box does this better than anywhere else because like you can figure out your stuff if there's a line, you know, before you get there. You're yeah. not so pressured. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, I like to hate on Jack in the Box, and then I always have a good experience. It's kind of hard to hate on Jack in the Box. Yeah, so I was changing in the car. Chris <laughs> was complaining that I was. Chris was complaining naked. for a guy who talks a lot of sexual shit. To and you. I was like, I wasn't Chris, serious. we don't have HR Chris at this is... podcast. HR is the court of public opinion, and if you want to go public with your fucking qualms, and this show gets canceled, then none of us have jobs. So good luck. Good Rylan luck. Took his shirt off and then his pants. He's like, I'm taking my pants off. Ryland didn't take his pants off. You're literally he lying. He said. I'm going to take my pants off. Yeah. Wouldn't you be That's so lucky? literally what he said. You'd love it. Hi, could I get two small basic witch shakes? Could I get four of the angry tacos? And then could I get the pumpkin croissant bites? And that's all. Or do you want something else, Chris? No, no. Oh, yeah. Can we also get a Diet Coke? And can I get a Diet Coke, please? Medium. Medium. And and can we also get some curly fries? Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. Can I get some curly fries? Just a medium. Okay. Thank you so much. That's it? Yep. Sure. I think so. <laughs> Thank you. She said stop before I get to the window. Is this before the window? I don't know what that directive was, to be I completely didn't, honest with you. I didn't either. Is this where I'm supposed to? Oh, shit. I'm ruining everything. Quick, grind your tires. You can uh, sometimes has to do with like their timer thing. Even if you just back up and go back, it helps them. Uh oh. <laughs> Is that, that like a lot? <laughs> Is that her telling us that she's gonna be slow? Yeah. Yeah. It gets them in trouble, <laughs> but they're understanding. Oh wait, for your own safety, walk-up guests will not be served. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> and they'll never do it. I actually was. So I had a bone to pick with you while we're talking about dogs, Elizabeth. Yeah, I saw that on the docket, right? Well, so I was watching one of my faves, Steph Papa's. So pretty, so fun, love her so much. But she has three Frenchies. Mm -hmm. Three. She just got a third one. Mm -hmm. And this puppy that she has is maybe two months, like maybe. And you told me... French bulldogs cannot be trained until they're like nine months. No, I told you that French, that's a lie that French bulldogs propagate to emotionally manipulate humans. No, I said, why is your Frenchie still peeing all over your house? She said, because there's no use in training my but dog I'm, no, until I'm nine months. No, I'm telling you, that is a lie that Frenchies have propagated on the <laughs> internet so that us humans get fucked over by them. And it's not my fault that I was... I'm a victim. I looked... I'm that, a victim. I was just watching one of her fall vlogs. She got a new couch. Well, good for Steph Papa. Let me, let me just tell you. <laughs> good for Steph Papa. She was like, look at this. The dog sits. The dog stays. The dog shakes. And I was like... Lizzie told me Frenchies can't be is trained until at least nine months. Don't you dare try to say something no. bad, something she, something bad no. about Steph Papa. Is she rich? I mean, she's a YouTuber. Yeah, well, good for her. I don't have that kind of accommodations for my Frenchie. Well, we don't know if she did it herself or not. That's what I'm saying. So you're right, Chris. She really was just telling us she was going to be slow, huh? <laughs> I, I think so. And Oh, well, we're fine. We're fine. We're <laughs> filming. We're, um, sh we're mom shaming. So I don't think... For somebody who's so mindful of being mom shamed on the internet, you do an awful lot of mom shaming I, in this car. No, 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 no. You are the epitome of a mom shamer because... <gasps> because I think your white shit is whack? <laughs> no, I was saying when it comes to dogs because you are so... Such a good mother? Go ahead. You're... Say something nice about me. <laughs> Steph Papa's got a five-minute intro of niceties. I'm just saying her dog is trained. When you told me, you spread propaganda. Yeah, but does... I, you should have just seen me. I was on the couch and I was like, Lizzie told me that wasn't possible. Because I was told and by so, the French Bulldog Nation. I'm sorry that I saw the impossible happening in front of my eyes and no, I was I shocked. already told you that that was propaganda that the French Bulldogs want us people to think. Thank you. Wow, those are beautiful. You want a couple of them or are you good? I'm good, with, I'm good without. 
busy when you have kids. I genuinely Thank think you're you. Amazing one. I'm a good mom to my dogs. Well, no, I, I think I'm not saying you aren't. I'm saying wow, these look good. We're gonna want straws or spoons. I was just saying that. Oh, nice. ooh, that is thick. Thank That's you. Thick. I love a thick mama. Um, can I also get two, three spoons? Yep. Thank you. And some ranch. Do you really want ranch? Uh, yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, some ranch, please. And some ketchup. And some ketchup. Thank you so much. Why is it orange? Do you want me to just take a little sip? I want to sip it this so looks good. bad. So was there pumpkin in this or is it just There Oreo? must be. It's orange. It's, yeah, you're right. Okay, while we're waiting for the food, let's take our sip. Are you ready, Chris? Oh, is there another straw? You don't have one? It won't work anyway. Yeah, we didn't get anything, so. <laughs> Maybe we just spoon? Wait, did you really not get a straw? That's okay. Here you go. Oh, you. It's thick. I love nothing more than a thick shake. Wow. Okay, I'm sucking with all my might. Like pumpkin. <laughs> wow. I literally can't get it. It's creamy. Mm. It's probably the best pumpkin thing I've had. I've just got to take this off. Yeah. Interesting. It definitely has the pumpkin vibe. <laughs> What's? How do you think a cherry mixes with pumpkin? Why Not do they... well. Mm. Well, it's the best pumpkin thing we've had. Wow. Interesting. I loved adding the Oreo to it. Mm. Like what? Thank you. Oh, wow. I think she said four orders of the angry tacos. I meant just four because they come in packs of two. So we got, no. what's two got times enough. four? Eight? We have eight angry tacos. Wow. And I one go angry back. redhead. Uh, I got to go back in there. How am, I gonna, it, Daddy. how am I going to get back over there? A uh, really sketchy U-turn. Um, so it says the wit which shake is an orange-colored pumpkin spice shake blended with Oreo pieces and crowned with whipped topping and a maraschino cherry? I really enjoy adding the Oreo into pumpkin. We have not seen that yet. Mm -mm. And it really is doing the thing. So pumpkin like could it's, never. It's similar to their a standard Oreo shake, but with like a pumpkin syrup. Sorry, we're doing something crazy. This is the craziest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Normally you guys say I'm crazy when I'm doing something pretty chill, and that was the craziest thing I've ever done, and there was no comment from either of you. Well, then we're busy. Let me see. I acknowledged it. I was scared. <laughs> Let me see how this lighting's going to be. Today's podcast is sponsored by Hatch, and as we get older, our responsibilities and challenges increase, causing stress levels to rise. Prioritizing quality sleep is one of the best ways to take care of yourself, and instead of lingering on your phone before bed, make sleep your simplest self-care routine with the Hatch Restore 2. Think of the Hatch Restore 2 as your bedside sleep guide, your ally in rest. The innovative all-in-one dream machine is a sophisticated sound machine, light, and alarm clock beautifully designed to look perfect on your bedside table. Your hatch teaches your body when it's time to sleep and when it's time to rise with light and sound cues. It coaches you through meditations and mindfulness exercises that transform the time before and after sleep into restful rituals. This alarm clock is incredible. You'll sleep deeply with white, pink, or blue noise and other sleep sounds inspired by nature. There's no more jarring alarms and you'll wake gently with a sunrise alarm clock that supports your natural circadian rhythm. I have such PTSD from 
that iPhone alarm that just jolts you out of bed and starts your day miserably. With the Hatch Restore 2, it just gently awakens you with a sunrise in your bedroom. It's incredible. Great sleep can't be forced, but it can be learned, and the Hatch Restore is here to help. So right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of a Hatch Restore 2 and free shipping at hatch.co backslash sip. Sleep deeply and wake gently with the Restore 2. Go to hatch.co backslash sip to get $20 off and free shipping. That's hatch.co backslash sip. Try this, baby. Oh, that's good lighting. What is this, a curly fry? Oh, with the shake. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Whoa. Yeah. The flavor on their curly fries mm. is, fucked is up. next mm. level. Yeah, it's sexy. People be sleeping on Jack in the Box, but this shit goes hard. Angry. Oh yeah, let's. Wow. Pose Even it. the rapper's pretty cute. Did you see it with Jack, and he looks like Jack Skellington? Wow. What um, does shake me to my core a little bit, though, is like how much grease is like visible on their food. <laughs> oh yeah. Like it makes me feel like we're going down. You know. Listen. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. I feel like. Yeah, I want to go right into the middle. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's too spicy for me. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm a little Do you have up. a napkin back there, mm-hmm. Chris? I'm Thank a fuck-ass bitch when it comes to spicy. I love spicy. Oh my god. It's so messy. I wish I, like... You can't see my mess, because I'm trying to... Well... Shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. How many tacos are left? Mm. Mm. Only one left. Wow, there's like a the cheese inside of this. It's like a solid strip of cheese. Yeah, the tacos come. Jack the Box tacos has always been like a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I know they're garbage tacos, but I, I love them so much. They're so comforting. Yeah. Mm. I went. I got these after my wedding. Really? Yeah, first place I went as a married woman was the fucking Jack in the Box. Wow. Yeah. You, Whoa, put some of the pumpkin stuff on the taco. You just can't really orchestrate a thick shake like this, you know? And it's what I like. Mm. What do you mean you can't orchestrate a thick shake? What does that mean? Well, I mean, like, a lot of places <laughs> give really liquidy ice cream, and I just think that's disgusting. Well, the ice cream on the taco. Really? Yeah. For someone that's grossed out by a lot of things, I love that you're living for this. Mm. <laughs> you know, I love that you're really in on this one with us. The taco is too spicy for me. If I keep going, it's gonna be a nightmare when I go to the bathroom. Wow, I love this taco and I love the spice. I like the spice, don't get me wrong, but I'm horrified of what's gonna happen to me. Later. I did have to retire myself from the chipotle hot sauce because like my ass gets so fire <laughs> that like, I like, really, really, really regret it after the morning after when it's like burning out my asshole. And aching. My asshole aches if I have too much spicy. Can I have another curly fry? I really want to know what like the cherry is going to do with the flavors of these. Sh- I shake. think the cherries for looks, bro. I'm going to try it. Mm. Wow. I love a cherry like that. Like a cheap cherry soaked in sugar. Oh yeah. Maraschino cherry. Mm. A Shirley Temple sh- cherry. Yeah. Yeah. I had a Shirley Temple this weekend. Really? Yeah. You were living. Oh, um, do you want to tell us about your, what was this that you went to? A bridal shower. I went to a Jewish Persian bridal shower. Lit. It was lit. 
It was lit as fuck, bro. They that were shit looked hard. more expensive than my wedding. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but it probably was. No, it probably was. So my friend's marrying into this family. Her sisters-in-law threw her the shower, and there was a henna table set up. There oh, was that a, you got that? that's where I got my henna. There was a lipology place set up where I got the lipstick I'm wearing right now, and then you kissed a card, and an old woman was like, "This is your future." But the line was what was your future? The line. Are you kidding me? You couldn't have waited in the line for the podcast. I waited in line for 40 <laughs> minutes and got cut every five seconds. Oh, wow. So it was a hot commodity that this yeah. person was offering. Yeah. Wow. So we did not get in that line. But that shit was so sick. Where was this? Just in the backyard? Beverly Hills. House? Beverly Hills. Who do you know that lives in Beverly Hills? No one. Not a single person. So why were you there? Under the bride. Mm. That reminds me, I went to a party where there was like a, a some type of psychic in the back of some sort. And I went in and I'd never been to something like that. And she was right away saying something about like, you're in a relationship. And I'm like, oh, I am. And I'm like, whoa, maybe she's real. And she's like, yeah, she has lighter blonde hair. Long, she has long no! blonde hair. And she's I was, 90 pounds. <laughs> I was a like, bad psychic. Ah! She, she didn't catch the energy from you. And I wanted to laugh really hard, but I was like, no, keep going. Wow. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh -huh. Should we try these pumpkin bites? Oh yeah. One for you. I forgot that there's more. What the hell? One for you. Oh, it's more Thank like you. a... Turnover. It's like fried dough. It's like a... Well, oh my gosh, what did I just have? Um, a bin... No. I went to Casa Bonita. Hey girls, I'm wearing the Casa Bonita <laughs> shirt. But they're famous for their... Gosh, why can't I think... Sopapillas. It tastes, it smells sopapia? like sopapilla. Is that right? You don't know what a sopapilla is? No, do you, Chris? It's basically either. just fried dough. Wow, that's Are you ready? Good. This looks delicious, but it does not look like a croissant. It's <laughs> piping hot. Oh my gosh. Wow. It could have used the cream from like the, the McDonald's, McDonald's one. Wow. But the way that it came out so hot and it's like oozing and goozing deliciousness. Mm. That's pornographic. Wow. I think even if it oh. tasted really bad, what? I'm sorry, it's coming out the back. Oh, that's fine. It is like no way something this mm. fresh, I mean fresh, like recently fried, mm -hmm. could not be good. Well, Ooh. I wish there was more of the cream. And when I got just the cream, it was You incredible. got cream in that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, not well, cream, that's pumpkin. Just filling. Oh, filling, whatever, yeah. Mmm. Wow. I love fried dough. Mm. Who doesn't? Mmm. Wow. Delicious. The, I could like black out on like seven of these. It almost reminds me of Taco Bell's, what are those called? The Cinnabons? Yeah, the Cinnabon mm. Delights. Mm -hmm. But like reminiscent of pumpkin flavoring. Hell yeah. Mm. I'm the happiest human in the world. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> it's crazy how much joy food like this brings me in the moment, and then you're like so sick and sad afterwards. Unwell. It really is like mind fucking. It's not fair, because like salads don't bring me this kind of joy. <laughs> a salad can bring me this joy. Really? Every, like, I've never had that. A salad can bring me joy, but I have to like be in the mood. I mean, I eat salads every day, pretty much, but... Mm. A salad has never brought me this but kind of... Have you also realized the most delicious salads, when you look at the nutritional facts, you're like, oh, that oh. dressing just made this salad a thousand calories. Mm. And you're like, oh, am I actually being healthy? Calories don't mean unhealthy. Your body needs calories to run. Calories are a measure of energy. I know, but a lot of the dressings are super high in fat and, like, 
Again, some fats are good. By the way, the croissant thing with the shake thing is. Oh, fuck! Oh, we should have got the God. six. Do you want the rest of mine? No, you try it. Oh, you don't I like it. I would rather not. Okay. Do you want it? It's so. It's like we still have level. one more place to hit. What? Wait, if there's one more, I'll take what, it. Do I already know about this? <laughs> Give it to Chris. Well, I think she took a bite out of it. Here you go, Chris. Oh, thank you. But you could take. You do could I already know about the other place and I've blacked it out? Did you tell me already? No, I haven't told you. It's more of like a dessert. So Cold Stone has like. Um, I wonder what they're calling it. Oh shit. I can tell it. No. Cold Stone has a trick or treat. It's like, it looks like black putty. It's like for Halloween. It's gonna make our poop green. Really? Mm -hmm. Are you okay back there? There's what? a mess. Is there a napkin? I'm sorry. Oh. I don't like this. I don't know. Yeah. I do. <laughs> wow, that was delicious. I could go back and order a full blown Jack in the Box mill. Whoa, box mill and just live it up. Mm. We got one regular fry in the mix. I really don't understand how I keep gaining weight. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so Shane and I got coveted Casa Bonita tickets. What the fuck is Casa Bonita? Okay. <laughs> so are there none of these sorts of restaurants in California? Where I it's don't like, know what it is. So it's a it's a experience restaurant and it centers around diving. So like it kind of feels like you're in like almost stadium like seating not stadium but they have like stacked seating yeah and you're kind of viewing a huge waterfall where divers dive off the waterfall and kind of put on a show while they're serving you food around you and then inside of all of that they have more experiences like there's you walk around and there's a puppet show there's like a secret maze that you walk through they have an arcade <laughs> they incredible. have characters walking around like doing bits at the tables and stuff so it almost feels like a universal ride, quite honestly. And How come so I've never been to Casa Bonita. Well, so it closed in the early pandemic. What? The South Park guys are from Colorado. They bought it, spent $50 million renovating it. And not as like a joke, like they really took it seriously. Like there's one ode to South Park. Like there's Cartman sitting at a table that's like viewable mm -hmm. um, that you can go take a picture with. But other than that, they pretty much restored it to like its glory days and like really honored what the restaurant was. And we walked around there for, f there's also like a magic show at the top of every hour. So it's much less about the food than it is. <laughs> the food kind of sucks. And that was the thing is everyone complains about the food. And when they redid it, they were like, they hired a new chef. And I watched some YouTube reviews after we went and some people were like, oh, the food's actually really good now. I thought the food sucked. You were lying. <laughs> so the thing is like, before you get in, you order like you because that's kind of the price of admission because then it's like you walk around the whole time and you have fun and they have this thing like at the table after you're done eating you put up the flag and they bring you unlimited sopapillas and if you want more you put the flag back up and so it's just this crazy experience and Shane and I like had the best night ever I did vlog it I, I haven't looked at the footage yet but it will be really fun to kind of see if the vlog gives you a similar experience to what we had that's so fun but it's so hard to get in right now because it's so in demand because it's such public knowledge that they bought it and put so much money into it mm -hmm. so you we 50 million dollars we were on a wait list for like months and they finally were like you're chosen and so they gave us three times and we just booked it and then <laughs> they would only like they max out at eight people so we took a bunch of family members wow. but it's like so much fun oh my god so fun some of it's kind of like bad good. I saw the like diving good, on good. your Instagram story and I was like, this seems really gay and awesome. Really gay, really awesome. <laughs> yeah. So much fun. I love gay and awesome. 
It's so fun. We've Shane, got it. We got it. What? Shane was telling me about it. And it just made me think of there's an episode of South Park where I think they go yeah. there mm-hmm. and Cartman does the dive or something. Well, because like, it was a bit. If you grew up in Colorado, it's like a place you would go for birthday parties when you were like, we're going to take our kids there for sure. And it, I think it will be like once they're make like the reservation six, now. seven. <laughs> I think it will be like a core memory. Like there was a similar one in Utah where I grew up called the Mayan that has also since closed. The Mayan got its inspiration from Casa Bonita, but it right. was the same concept. And I have the best memories. Like my mom and her best friend, my best friends as kids, we'd run around that place and have the best time. When I was growing up, we had the Forrest Gump restaurant. We'd all like for big birthdays or fifth grade graduation, we'd someone would rent a limo and all the kids would get in it and we'd watch Forrest Gump on the way to Monterey and then eat at the Forrest Gump place. Mm-hmm. Because it's not as cool. Nobody did anything. It's not like the... the You could put your feet in forest shoes and you could sit Uh, on a bench. No way. It's crazy. Crazy. They just let us sit on that bench for free. I mean, the limo part's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and when I went to New York, there's a bunch of themed restaurants like that, like the Jock Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde restaurant's pretty sick. Does my mouth look crazy like I've been eating ass? You could tell me. <laughs> I mean, just the liner. The liner thing's a little weird for me. It's I not guess liner, it's, it's just I've eaten it off my other lips. So it's when the lipstick fades and the liner remains is I when guess. you get the ass eating look. Also, is that a country song? <laughs> When the lipstick fades and the liner remains, you've been eating ass. <laughs> That's my kind of country song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, it's going to be a little assy for the rest of the episode. <laughs> That's how the cookie crumbles today, guys. Today's podcast is sponsored by ZocDoc, and we all live in a world where we dream of the perfect doctor, one who actually gets us, will listen to us, and also make us feel super comfortable. And you do all of this research, and finally, you're about to cross the finish line, you're on the phone with the receptionist, you're going to book an appointment, and you find out that they don't take your insurance. Well, you can wipe your tears because I have the perfect solution for you, which just so happens to be ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find and book amazing doctors. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically to find ones who take your insurance, who are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is just between 24 and 48 hours. That's it. And sometimes you can even score same-day appointments. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately with just a few taps, no more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. Like I said, ZocDoc is a game-changer, especially if you're on vacation or you're visiting somewhere or you're in a different location, it's so simple and easy. I've used it multiple times when I needed a chiropractor, when I threw out my back or when I needed to get my allergies in check. ZocDoc was always there for me. So go to ZocDoc.com slash the sip and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash the sip. ZocDoc.com slash the sip. Today's podcast is sponsored by HelloFresh. And with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You skip those daunting trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, which is why it happens to be America's number one meal kit. Even though I know fall can feel jam-packed, HelloFresh makes whipping up a home-cooked dinner actually doable with quick and easy options, including their 15-minute meals. That's less time than it would even take for you to get delivery. 
You can keep your mealtime exciting with over 40 weekly recipes to choose from and turn to HelloFresh's market for yummy add-ons to enjoy the season's limited time fall flavors lineup. You can feast on desserts like apple cider cake with caramel sauce or please the crowd with appetizers like barbecue pulled pork nachos. And you can't forget about the mini pumpkin cheesecake, perfect for any time. I'm obsessed with HelloFresh. I love that even I, who is arguably a horrible chef, can prepare these delicious, healthy, quick meals, especially on those busy work weeks. So if you want to join in, go to HelloFresh.com slash 50thesip and use code 50thesip for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50thesip and use code 50thesip for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Ryland, not at the air. Oh, 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 please. Oh, oh, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We all know Ryland can't mind his own fucking business to save his life. Excuse you. Wakes up in the morning, checks my location like a goddamn soccer. And when she removes it, I'm like, hey, mama, what's going on? I don't remove it. I just delete our conversations. And sometimes I don't read the bubble that pops up like, do you want him to still be able to stalk you? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> anyway, he texts me. He goes, are you picking me up from the airport right now? And I was picking my friend up from the airport. And then I was like, oh, my God, have fun. Ryland's at Jet Suite X. Let's fucking haul ass and go say hi to my little buddy. So I drive to Jet Suite X, and this bitch is like, I didn't, I didn't call tell you to go there. I didn't tell you, <laughs> you to go there. You said, Are you here to pick me up? And I thought, How fun. How fun. I can wave at my buddy from the car on the street. No, the thing was, I was sitting. Would that not have been so fun? It would have been so fun. And it was just weird because, like, I went to open my location, like, my find my friends, and I saw you were at the Burbank airport where I was going to be in two hours because I was literally sitting on the tarmac mm. in Colorado, like, right. waiting to take off. So I was like, why is this bitch at fucking the airport? Like, that's so random. But I, I forgot also, you had like, a friend coming in. I went in the wrong entrance and ended up, like, super stuck in a fucked up parking lot area that took me like 10 minutes to finesse my way out of because the lane was so tight I couldn't make a turnaround <laughs> so I was like after trying to just to say hi to you and you weren't even fucking there I get him on the phone he goes I can't talk right now <laughs> well I answered the phone on the plane and, and goes, of course it's, goes, it's oh it's you it, oh, it's right when the plane gets dead silent and I'm like hey, all right. <laughs> hey sorry I can't have people knowing I know you <laughs> So we're going to hit up Cold Stone if you're not sick already. I'm sick. I'm uh, also gassy. And I don't know how much more of this I can put in my body today. It's only one more thing that we're trying. And we're all just going to take a little bite, review it. And then we're going to get into some advice, though, because we honestly haven't done that in a while. And listen, I've been dying to tell some people how to live their lives. <laughs> What's crazy is when I was going through the submissions this morning, a lot of people were specifically like, I really want Lizzie's take on this. And I was like, yeah, fuck me, right? Because when the lip... <laughs> Lipstick fades, but the liner remains. You gotta look like you're eating ass. You really do have really good advice on stuff, though, like life advice. You've given Thank me you. great life advice. Thank you, Chris. Should we take Cut. a shit on the street really quick? Whoa. Is no one else just dying to rip gnarly ass, like, in a super private way? Do you right want now? to stand outside <laughs> of the like, car? Does no one else want to go home and lay on their left side and just blast ass in a full, like, top volume way, like you're just alone and no one can hear you? With reckless abandon. That's all I ever want. Unfortunately, Coldstone. Oh gosh. Ah! Oh gosh. Uh, Coldstone doesn't have a drive-through, so we're gonna have to pop ourselves into that restaurant, and then once we have our ice cream, we'll be right back. Okay. One take two. Common work. So this is shit. Do you remember what it's called, Chris? Um, pumpkin bread batter. Same pumpkin, different day. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I really wanted to get their trick or treat that's launching uh, apparently next week. I'll put a picture of what that actually is. Um, but they still do have this fall festive pumpkin something. Thank do you God. want some of the, this one has like the, the they, pie bites. I think they all have swirl in them. Do you, but this one like has, real a, crumbles this has on more top. crumbles. Yeah. Maybe you should take a bite from this. Oh, I do love how creamy Cold yeah. Stone is. It's pumpkin bread batter ice cream. Mm, and it looks like there's cinnamon. Lizzie's already went in. I mean, there's it tastes just like cracker. the last eight fucking pumpkin things I've eaten. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's definitely better than some of the other pumpkin things I've had. Yeah. All the creamy shit with no coffee is fine. You know, it is all starting to taste the same at this yeah. point. But if you like Cold Stone's consistency, you're going to love this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the cinnamon pie bites are good. Oh. The creamiest, for sure. Huh? I like... The creamiest, for sure. And I like the cinnamon flavor. Here, while I'm taking a bite of this, do you want to read one of these? Yeah, let's get into some... Advice, though! My boyfriend started smoking weed. Hey guys, I love y'all and listen to you guys every week. Thank you so much. This might be more of a Lizzie question, but feel free to both give me your opinions. I've been dating my boyfriend for a year and recently he picked up smoking weed and he used to never smoke when we first started dating. I don't mind occasionally wanting to let loose after work, but it's become a four-ish times a week thing and it bothers me. I understand wholeheartedly that he can do whatever he wants and it's his life and I'm not telling him to stop. I truly don't even understand why it triggers me as much as it does. I could use some advice on how to cope or deal. Thank you. Love you guys. So I chose this one because it is interesting when, not interesting, but it sucks when something someone does recreationally becomes something that they're kind of leaning on, looking forward to doing every day and it feels like they're growing in that direction outside of you. Yeah. So, I don't know, what would your advice be? I mean, it's definitely really hard because that's not what you initially signed up for. Mm -hmm. And, like, I can't relate, but my husband probably can because when we met, I was a year totally sober. Right. And then I started using again after I started dating him. And um, luckily he had like three months of greatness, so it like really hooked him. Um, <laughs> you got him before. Really, I really <laughs> sunk my, my little healthy sober claws into his back and he just waited and waited until that girl made her return. So thank you God for that. Um, but that is that is a bummer because you didn't sign up for this. Like this wasn't part of your initial and I courtship. Think I'd ask like what in your life is making you feel that you need that escape every day? Like is it because you hate your job? Is it because the two of you are no longer like oh, having Oh, she's great... not using her, the, the partner's using and it's bothering her. I know, that's oh, what I'm yeah. saying. But I would have a deep conversation with him and be like, what is urging you to feel like you need that release at the end of the day? Yeah. Is it because he hates his job? Mm -hmm. Is it because you guys aren't having like joyful moments after work anymore? Like get to the bottom of like what the root, because even when I like, Sometimes if I'm like having a, a month, it's like I'm go I'm going towards wine more because it's like, oh, it's just like I can let it go a little more. But then I'll realize I'll be like, why am I using this as like a crutch yeah. more than like just something I do for fun socially with people? And I don't have like a problem with alcohol, but I do think like more times than not when you're like reaching for it, it's because something is if a you're, deeper if issue. If you're numbing you got to figure out what you're numbing because you can't numb something for the rest of your life. And it's hard when you're in a relationship because if he's doing that and you're kind of not growing in the same direction with him, yeah. it's, it's hard. I think it's definitely worth pointing out like, Hey, I've noticed that this went from a, an infrequent thing to a very frequent thing. 
And ask yourself too. Do some deep diving with yourself. Ask yourself five times over, why does this bother me? Like, am I triggered by it because of something in my past? Do I have... I think she's bothered that he's probably smoking and then done for the night. You she, know? It's well, like... she even said in here, she doesn't understand why it triggers her so much. Well... Or they don't understand why it triggers them so much. I don't know. If I came home and Shane was high every night, I'd be like, again? Like, come on. Babe. Right. But what I'm saying is ask yourself why and then find out if you have a pattern of being around people who have this sort of recreational or more than recreational a problem right because if you have a habit of putting yourself around these kinds of people it might be because of something that you're because of some pattern in your behavior in your life and what is something that you can do for yourself to close the door on something that makes you uncomfortable because i was like i was talking about this with my friend this morning like i i used to be in a really fucked up emotionally abusive relationship right and i realized that outside of that where i was a victim i could make myself a victim and i could make anybody that i was in a relationship with a villain because i was accustomed to this pattern of behavior and abuse right so if you have noticed that you've become accustomed to this pattern of behavior what is it that you are unintentionally doing that you can... Because the only thing you can control is yourself. I, I mean, to it me, it seems more like it was a ha like a fun habit of his that became more permanent and less of... I mean, it could be what you're saying as yeah. well. But to me, it seems more of just like this recreational thing that has become more of a permanent staple that's annoying her. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it, it sounds like the frequency is the main issue. Like, Because I'm sure if he was smoking weed, like... On a Saturday, once a week, I don't think she would care. Yeah. No, but for sure. But it's the fact that it's become, I think, that it's become so many days a week. Because whether it's alcohol or weed, like, I think everyone has a line on what's I mean, like. being around someone who's mentally altered when you're not mentally altered Sucks. is, no matter what, like, as a person who's not chemically altered, it is frustrating to be around others who are chemically altered. Right. And it's it, like, cause I don't want to have the same fucking conversation multiple times. Mm -mm. And then I don't want you to call my memory into question because bitch, I'm sober. Like what? Mm. So it is definitely annoying to be around those people. And you know, you can even say that in a nice way. Like, listen, dude, I don't want to hang out if you're high and I'm not high and I don't want to be high. Right. So if you're going to get high, bye. It always drove me nuts. Like in high school, a lot of my friends were big stoners and it was like, we had to like buffer in an extra 15 to 20 minutes before we did anything so they could get high first. Like, we're gonna eat. Well, I gotta get high first. We gotta do this. We gotta get high first. And then it's like, it also just takes it down the productivity level. It just does. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It, if, I do wish I was a normal person and could just get high like twice a year and have a great fucking time. Right. But I so quickly go from being like, oh yeah, I, I can get high once a month. And then it's like, I can get high every day after work. And, and then it's like, I could get high all day and work. I think the thing is, is just like kind of talking with him about yeah. why it's become more of a habit than something we do recreationally. Yeah. You're also not his therapist. You don't have to fix him, but you can definitely. But she's with him. So yeah, she's absolutely. But I'm saying like, you can let someone know that what they're doing, you're not down with without having to cure it for them. Right. Is what I'm saying. Cause sometimes yeah. people forget that. Like you don't have to fix this person, but you can set boundaries for yourself and you can create an environment for yourself that you enjoy being in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, let's see if this voicemail will work. If um, you had a sibling, like full-blood sibling, um, sleep with your partner, you know, I found out, you know, probably a year or two later, to make things even more interesting, she's in prison, so I'm sure you can kind of uh, figure out what kind of person she is by that. Anyways, 
I feel a lot of pressure from like my family and stuff to like reconcile and have some type of a relationship with her. But I mean, she was living with me and my ex and I found out that she had been, you know, fucking him for all that time once she was already locked up. So, I mean, it's kind of a weird situation. She's locked up for at least another 10 years, like at least. So, I don't know, I kind of lost her in two ways there. Mm. I don't know, it's been a few years now and I just, mm, I just can't do it. So, would y'all forgive a sibling for sleeping with your partner? No, I'm not with him anymore. Hell no. Anyways, love y'all. Bye. What? Oh my god, is she trying to harmonize? She's trying to harmonize. <laughs> what a mind fuck. I'm and so how sorry. huge of a betrayal, not only by who you thought was a loyal partner, but your sister, who you were generously, I'm sure, letting live with you. Oh my god. And then for all of the family members to be urging her to forge a relationship with her sister that is in prison, yeah. who slept with her now ex boyfriend. I don't think you need to be on anyone's timeline but your own. Yeah. I, I think if you feel in three years, two months, one day that you want to reconcile with your sister or you want to visit her and see where that relationship goes, more power to you. But I don't think you should feel obligated by any means, by anyone to rush to be by her side. There's like a tradition in, you know, familial cultures that it's like, well, you know, family's family. Blood is thicker than water and it's like no abusive family is still abusive and I don't need to make space for that in my life mm. Like if it's if yeah, that's gonna be a hard fucking pass for me I just it would be so hard for me to wrap my head around being like Okay, so my boyfriend and I were having sex and then I would leave the house and he would then have sex with my sister It would really take my sister coming to me and being like yo I was suffering from a severe you know, drug addiction or depressional thing or and, and not the drugs are an excuse. No, no, no. I'm not saying they're an excuse, but I am saying you would need for me, it would have to be, you're coming to me, making me an amends. You're very sober. You're working a program mm -hmm. and I would still be mad, but I, I would need it to be, if you're stone cold, sober, fucking my mans and you come at me and you're like, yo, I'm so sorry. It's going to take a minute with the audacity to keep living under the same roof, sharing meals together, looking, can you imagine looking your sister in the face no. knowing you just fucked her boyfriend whose house you're living in? Crazy. It's I crazy. think you're justified in however you want to be. I do think you should probably like work through whatever that damage was yeah, for, for yourself. Forgiveness is for you. It's not for her. But I'm not saying forgive her. I'm just saying No, I'm like, saying release her from your the house that is your soul. Mm. Because you don't need to... Carrying a resentment for somebody else puts them in charge of you and your feelings. And she does not deserve that real estate. Let this bitch go. If she comes back with an apology, take it. But more than anything, do not let this woman shackle your fucking mind to that horrible situation for another fucking second. Wow. Good job for not killing him. <laughs> I was going to say, thank God that girl's in jail. Well, I'm talking She's about... She's safe in there. I know, but the boyfriend isn't. No. Not for me. No. <laughs> And what's his address? Chris wants to know. Uh, 
Chris said he just wanted to like send him something. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to get in on this couple fight. She put a submission and she said, Hi, Ryland and Lizzie. My husband and I have a six-month-old baby. We had a little disagreement today and I need to know if I'm in the wrong or if my feelings are valid. Our baby seemed like she was having a slight allergic reaction to a new food she tried. So I called the doctor to see what to do. They told me to give her some Benadryl, so I went to the store to pick it up. By the time I got back with the medicine, she seemed like she was doing better and I wasn't sure if it was still necessary to give her the meds. I asked him what he thought and he said all he said was I don't know. I got upset because as the mom, I'm not allowed to just say, I don't know. I have to make a decision about what to do, and I wanted his opinion. But he just got frustrated with me for asking him while he was working. He works from home. So he doesn't understand why I'm upset, and he truly didn't know what to do in this situation, but neither did I. And we can't both just say, I don't know, and do nothing. I am not asking him to have the perfect answer. I just want to have a conversation about it and come to a decision on what to do together. How can I help him understand where I'm coming from so that when bigger problems arise, we're on the same page. Love you guys. Yo, I feel for you so deeply because I think this is part of the female experience. And, like, not to be sexist, but it is. Like, this is... I hear it echoed from all of my girlfriends with husbands. They do not get it. And they... You know, you can you can fight as hard as you fucking want to to be understood, but they're never going to understand. And I would say, if you feel as though he's never going to understand, you need to make it crystal clear what you need from him in those moments and say, listen, I know stress is heightened because we have a newborn. We're tired. Shit's hard right now. But when I ask your opinion, I want you to jump in. Even if you don't have the answer, I need you to say, hey, I'm on this team mm -hmm. and let's get on Google and Google together. Or let's call the doctor back and say these symptoms have gone. I know that a dog is not a baby, but I had the exact same scenario with my husband while I was out of town. And he's calling me, asking me where the shampoo is and all this stuff. He's like, what do you think about this and that? And it's like, everything I think is what I would Google. We both have a super fucking human device in our fucking hands. Pick up your goddamn fucking phone and Google it with me. And it drives me absolutely crazy because he's like, what do you think we should do? It's like, what do you think Google's going to tell me? Because I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just the one who's going to actively do something. And this, and I, and I love him. And he does a lot of things that I won't do. I, I won't call a plumber. He will. Right. And that's great. That really helps me. And I think... Your feelings are totally valid. Super valid, because it's enraging. And I think you just need to paint a picture to him that's crystal clear, like, hey, when I ask your opinion, I know you don't know, because I don't know, or yeah. I would have done it. Like, obviously, you didn't know either, because you were asking his opinion, yeah. but you just need to get on the same team, and you just need to tell him, like, I don't care if you don't know anything. We just need to be on the same team. Yeah. And I know that, like, I don't have kids yet, but when... Like, you want to feel supported. Because it's anything. scary. You don't yeah. want to feel alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason, like, you probably had kids with him. Because yeah. you wanted to be on the same team with him. But, you know, it, I think it might be evolutionarily a female disposition to be triggered into action when it comes to the care of others and creature and, like, other creatures and babies specifically. Your body is programmed to respond to these things in a way that a man's is not. I don't think I would be that man in the situation, though. Like, I don't I'm think very you would be either. I'm not a woman, but I'm very attuned no. to, like, well, there's a problem that needs to be solved. You but, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about, like, the hormones that a woman, that goes through a woman's body after giving birth, the yeah. letdown when you breastfeed, when you hear a baby crying, you start milk. Like, all of these things yeah. are, are chemical reactions that our bodies have. Everybody in my circle of friends who has a male partner is like, what in the fuck? It's like... <laughs> It's like, I, I leave the house for the day, and Joe's like, Icky pissed in the house. It's like, 
Right. Did you open the fucking door for him to go potty? No, you didn't. That's why he pissed in the house, bro. He's not sending you a message. You didn't get the message he sent you when he knocked on the fucking door and asked to go out. Mm -hmm. It's things like that. And that just like, and Joe, I love you so much. You're an <laughs> awesome fucking dog dad. You're going to be an awesome fucking people dad. And you're genetically, 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 sorry, I'm fucked up on pumpkin shit and farting my pants. <laughs> you're genetically conditioned to kind of suck at these things. <laughs> And I forgive you for that because you support me in other ways. And that's the thing is if you can't come together on, a, like, you just hope that you're a good balance between the two of and you. And that's what it, it's a balance. And I think it's finding the middle ground on the things that you're definitely like. What is his strength? Let's like, you know what I mean? Like, let's think, what's my man's strength? How can I be grateful that he plays to that strength while I make sure this thing that's my strength is handled? But when you need, I, but this is like an interesting situation yeah. where it's like, oh, she I, wants to make the decision with her yeah. partner. Well, here's like Rylan said, when you're very uh, unemotionally clear about exactly what you need from that person, it's easier for them to accommodate it. But as a person who has tried that, <laughs> um, I, your communication has to be verbal face to face. I wouldn't do it over the phone and I would not do it via text. I would not do it while you are mad. I would not do it while you are tired. I would not do it while you are hungry. I would do it while you are very fucking even low key rested. I know you're not going to be well rested for a while, but do it very like, Hey, just so you know, like I would really like it if you could weigh in on these things. Like, yes, I've Googled, but let's use your, uh, your Google too, to figure out what it means because we might get two different things. And I need the support mm. in that moment because I don't know what I'm doing. So I just would like to have you weigh in on it. So if I'm wrong, at least we both go down together. <laughs> um, but also make peace with the fact that you, you're never going to get, you might never get the response that you want. So finding things that are wins that are not outside of his wheelhouse might be really, might be good for you mentally. They help me a lot. Yeah. And if, he adds no value, then... Kill him. Kill him. Chris wants his address. <laughs> okay, hi, Ryland and Lizzie. Hope your Saturday is going better than mine. Would love Lizzie's thoughts on oh. addiction paired with infidelity. I'm 29-year-old female. Um, discovered today my boyfriend, who's also 29, of their relationship of eight years, has had a sex addiction and hires prostitutes while he or I are out of town, dating back to 2018. We both travel for work about once a month. Most recently, it happened this month. Mm. He estimates 10 to 20 occurrences. That's a pretty big variation. Uh, and a and thousands of dollars. I discovered texts, confronted him, and he immediately broke down and told me, I'm confident that the cheating has nothing to do with me. Yeah. He has described being unable to control it, blacking out, disassociating, and being disgusted with himself afterwards, mm -hmm. but cannot stop doing it. He shared for the first time that he was, um, trigger warning, sexually assaulted as a preteen teen twice, while his brother, 14 years older, encouraged it. Mm. We went to a crisis center today. We were referred to a sex addiction counselors and he agreed to get help. I'm seeking therapy as well. Mm -hmm. This year we bought a house, adopted a puppy and our relationship has been stronger than ever. Mm. We are ready to get married and have kids. Three years ago, we took a break and agreed not to see other people because my boyfriend had sex with his boss's girlfriend and he then had to look for another job. 
We overcame the cheating and rebuilt trust. There's been a lot of crying today. I feel calm and glad he stopped hiding it. But can trust broken this badly be repaired? And am I a fool for believing the future can be different? Am I naive for wanting to give him another chance? Hopeless romantic or naive? Listen, I think you can be both hopelessly romantic and naive. This is so hard. This is such a particularly difficult addiction to deal with because it's actual it's so it's so dangerous for you because having sex isn't just about emotional intimacy. You're physically vulnerable to somebody when they enter your body and disease is a real fucking thing. And I, a big part of sex addiction is the shame cycle of it. And it's really dangerous for mm. the person who's having the sex. And then it's really dangerous for the person who's trusting the person who's having sex behind their back and letting them then have sex with them. My, my personal thing is uh, you can love that person, but you have to treat them like the addict that they are and you need to enforce boundaries for yourself. And more than anything in this, in this time, I would say um, leaving the relationship is, you would have to leave the relationship. It's very hard to come to that conclusion. I know because you've built a life with this person, you bought a house with this person, you have a dog with this person, you're planning to have children with this yeah. person. So to walk away from something that is so strong in a lot of elements is very difficult. And like, obviously you have to make the best decision for yourself, but it is like you're setting yourself up to potentially have your heart broken even more so, especially if you add a child in the mix. Yeah, and beyond just having your heart broken, you're setting yourself up to be exposed to uh, a lot of shit that you might not be able to cure. Life-threatening diseases. Life-threatening diseases. And I don't, I don't personally know of or like have anyone in my life with a sexual addiction. Is it? I guess if the person wants to, like, how does it relate to, like, you as it's, an alcoholic? It's very... Oh, it got too hot. It's very similar. It's very similar in that it is a compulsive thing that you will do no matter how poor, how uh, negative its effects on your life are. Fucking your boss's girlfriend is a big example ruining a really good, really strong, healthy relationship. But if he, I mean, he got caught, so he wasn't in a, a place of looking to um, get not clean. get sober, get clean. Yeah. So is it like the similar thing, like you can push him to get help, but if he's not seeking it himself, it's probably not going to stick? Yes. And it's a daily reprieve. There is no cure it for sucks. addiction. It's something you have to work every fucking day for the rest of your life. And there's probably no lack of love for you on his part. I doubt this has anything to do with how much he loves you. I bet he loves you a lot. Mm. And I bet this fucking kills him. And I bet he wishes he could control it. I wish I could control my drinking. I really fucking do. It's so hard because like... And you just can't. He just cannot do that. She's been building a life with this man. And if yeah. she's like at an age where like it's like time to have kids, that's so also just like I will also say this. There is recovery. Yeah. You can be a person in LA specifically. I know there's a shit ton of sex addiction groups. There's a shit ton of love addiction groups. You can be a person who works a program and does not abuse sex. But for me as a partner of that person, I'm getting out. That's not for, that doesn't mean that it has to be forever, but I have to start my life. 
and this person has to show me that they have actively, um, that they are actively engaging in a program that means they no longer engage in risky sexual behavior that puts my health and safety at risk. And what would be hard for me is if he's been lying to you this whole time because of his addiction, um, how are you going to know he's not lying to you in the future? Well, and it's like, yeah. that's a question. That's what would be hardest for me is like, I could be like a year down the line from now, I could be like, everything's so good. But then you find another text message and you're like, oh, I've been lied to for an entire yeah. year again. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, time builds trust and and within that time there has to be like super positive behavior like if it were me if i were in the situation and i found out tomorrow that my husband had a crazy sexual addiction i'm in a different position because i'm legally married to this person mm -hmm. like i can't i have made an oath in sickness and in health and i i owe it one college try and so i guess for you you ask yourself like is this the person you want to have a child with? Yeah. Is this how you want to set up your life? If, I mean, only you truly know in your gut what is right for you. I'm so praying for you. Yeah. I, this has to be so hard. I, it's, it's fucking devastating, dude. And I'm so glad that your first response was to get yourself into therapy. I think that's a really good idea. I think you should look online for meetings for partners of sex addicts because there are meetings for people of sex addicts just like there's meetings for people uh, for partners or children or parents of alcoholics it's called Al-Anon for addiction and alcoholism I don't know what it's called for the partners of sex addicts okay the the card ran out of memory it was like shut up um, but Lizzie was saying there is strength in numbers and hearing from other people who have made it to the other side as a partner of a person who suffers from sex addiction can be incredibly helpful. I haven't lived through it, but people have and they do and they have better guidance and better words than I do. So please find a group of people who have the same experience as you and hear how they got through it. Well, I hope we helped. I'm so sorry. Um, if you're wondering, this Cold Stone thing was phenomenal uh, the more i was eating it the more the like mm, the little cake bites were popping through <laughs> and i think you should try it for yourself um thank you guys so much for watching and supporting our podcast we love you so much uh everyone's information is in the description section below we will see you next week goodbye and, and that's, that's the crunch let's do sip let's do munch let's do sip oh, and, and that's, that's the sip, sip.